0: Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu wa sallama wa baraka ala Nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Bi'iznillah today once again we will be looking at another surah, another chapter from the 30th juz'. And this chapter or this surah is known as Surah Suratul Takwir. It is mentioned in a hadith that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said whoever wants to witness Qiyamah Whoever wants to read about qiyamah as though he can see it, he should read these three surahs. Which surahs or which chapters are these? Surat al-Takwir, إذا الشمس kuwirat, And the chapter after it, إذا السماء فطرت, Surat al-Infitar. And the third chapter, إذا السماء شقت. Rasulullah sallam says, the one who wants to literally witness qiyamah, he wants to read about qiyamah as though he can see it, he should read these three suar. For those who want to follow later on or who want to read these chapters, these are the 81st, 82nd, and 84th chapters of the Qur'an. In the surah, Surat al Allah Jalla makes mention of a few different things. He mentions some of the things that occur before Qiyamah, some of the signs of the hour, some of the things that occur on Qiyamah, what will happen? He also makes mention of two of his messengers. One of these messengers is from the angels, Jibreel alayhi salam. And one of these messengers from humankind, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Allah jalla wa begins by saying and describing such a frightening sight. He says, When the sun has been rolled up and it has been brought together, its light has been taken away. Imagine when you look at the sun now and you see how it comes up every day. Provides light and it sets again. And the next day it comes back up. And this continues and continues. Allah Jalla says there will come a time where the sun, it will literally be folded and rolled up. Its light will be no more. إِذَا الشَّمْسُ كُوِّرَتْ وَإِذَا النُّجُومٌ kadarat. These stars, that you see every night, you are accustomed to seeing them. There will come a time where their light will be no more. They will be scattered around. They would have fallen. It will be as though they do not exist anymore. They will cease to exist. The mountains that you see, they will also change. How will they change? Some of the scholars mention. These solid mountains that you saw will become like liquid. They will be moving. Eventually, they will become like cotton wool. And eventually, it will be as though they are a mirage. No more. So here, the sun has disappeared. Its light is no more. The stars and the mountains. وَإِذَا الْجِبَالُ سُيِّرَتْ وَإِذَا الْعِشَارُ عُبِّلَتْ At the same time, the pregnant camel. عِشَارُ refers to the wealth which was most sought after at the time a pregnant camel which was 10 months pregnant about to give birth this was wealth which was most sought after and most looked after there will come a time where people won't be worried they won't care about the most valuable of wealth and all the wild animals all the animals will be gathered and resurrected the oceans the sea that you are accustomed to looking at you see the ocean you see this vast body of water some of the scholars mention that this verse means there will come a time where it will overflow it will all mix into one another other scholars mention there will come a time where the sea will be no more it will dry up and a third opinion is that this sea the water that you are used to seeing will be set ablaze it will be on fire and there is nothing preventing all this happening so there is a possibility where the water will overflow eventually it will be no more and eventually it will be on fire basically what we were used to seeing as ocean becomes fire Imagine Allah Jalla describing a frightening sight. Here Allah Jalla Wa'ala is referring to those souls, those people who had done similar deeds, they will be paired together. So you find those who did good deeds will be in the group or with those who did good deeds. Those who did bad deeds will be with those who did bad and evil. وَإِذَا سُئِلَتْ بِأَيِّ قُتِلَتْ And the child who was buried alive will be asked on that day, for what reason, for what sin were you killed? Or another opinion is, the people who killed this child, who buried this child alive, will be asked, what sin did this innocent child commit for you to bury it alive? As we know, before Islam, the people at the time, they used to take the girls and bury them alive because they were worried about poverty, they were worried about their lineage, and so on and so forth. So they used to take these children and bury them alive. Allah Jalla is saying that this child will be given its rights in full. It was oppressed. Now it will be given the rights and the justice that it deserves. And those who committed a crime against it will be taken to account. Some of the scholars mention that these few things mentioned at the beginning, when it comes to the sun, when it comes to the mountains, when it comes to the stars, this could be something that occurs before the major signs of qiyamah, or it could be part of the signs of qiyamah, or it could be after the trumpet is blown and the people are resurrected. People will witness all this chaos, destruction, something which is extremely scary, and frightening Allah Jalla then says On that day On the day of resurrection The books will be opened Basically in this world Everything was recorded in the books And then these books were preserved On the day of Qiyamah These books will be opened And the skies will be ripped open They will be pulled apart You know when something is a cover when you have a cover that is protecting, for example, let's say a liquid or a bottle, the minute you rip off this cover, the cover is no more and you can see what is behind this. So Allah Jalla is saying the skies will be ripped open, basically in preparation for judgment. And the fire will be ablaze, burning away. Remember, when it comes to Jannah and Jahannam, Paradise and the Hellfire, we believe, as mentioned by Rasulullah that these are currently present. They have already been created. And Jannah, Paradise, will be brought closer. Closer to those who did good. alimat ma then, after all this occurs, every soul, every person would know exactly what they did. They would know their deeds, whether they did good, whether they did bad, where their eventual destination will be. Allah Jalla then takes an oath. فَلَا أُقْسِمُ بِالْخُنَّسِ أَلْجَوَارِ الكنس. The scholars mention that Allah Jalla is taking an oath by something That appears and then disappears. What exactly is it? They differ. Some scholars mention that Allah is taking an oath by the stars, those stars that appear during the night and they disappear during the day. Other scholars mention Allah is taking an oath by an animal, those animals that become apparent, that come out, and they also, when they see people or when they need to run away, they go back and hide. Whatever the case may be, Allah Jalla is taking an oath. He says, And the night. Either at its beginning, the beginning part of the night, or the end part of the night, when there is only a little bit of night, a little bit of darkness left. He is taking an oath by this. And the daylight when it breaks through, when it becomes apparent, he then speaks about the two messengers. One of these messengers of his are from the angels and the other is from humankind. He says, Indeed, this Qur'an is from our messenger, Jibreel salam. We have sent him with this Qur'an. Basically, Jibreel salam. He came to Rasulullah with this wahi, with this revelation. Look at how Allah chose the best of angels. Innahu Rasulin Karim. He is most noble. He is obedient to Allah Not only that, He has power. He is powerful. He is able to hold this message and convey it. At the same time, he is an angel who has his status. He is the head of the angels, the one who has the highest of rank. <inaudible> With Allah Jalla wa Most definitely, he is the angel of the highest status. <inaudible> amongst his peers, amongst the other angels, he is obeyed and respected. At the same time, he himself is honest and trustworthy. Any message that Allah gives him or the revelation that he is tasked to come down with, he conveys it in full. He has the energy and the power to do it, and he is also trustworthy. He won't cheat or deceive or increase or decrease in any way. Mutain Thamma Amin. Allah Jalla Wa Ala then speaks about the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Addressing the kuffar of Quraysh, those who said Muhammad is mad. Muhammad has basically lost it. Indeed, your companion. Indeed, this man, Muhammad, who is living amongst you, is not a madman. Indeed, he saw Jibreel. He saw the angel Jibreel, alayhi in his full form, and when he saw him, it was clear. He had covered the horizon. It is mentioned by some of the Mufassireen that when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam saw Jibreel alayhi Jibreel السلام, was so big, so huge. Imagine an angel who has 600 wings and he had basically blocked out the whole horizon. That's how big he was. It's mentioned that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was taken aback. And he was quite frightened. So when the Kuffar of Quraysh saw this, they said Muhammad is gone mad. Whatever the case may be, Allah Jalla wa Ala is saying that indeed, Muhammad Sallallahu saw Jibril in his full form. Clearly, وَمَا هُوَ عَلَى الْغَيْبِ بِضَنِينَ. And when it comes to the unseen, when it comes to conveying the message of your Lord, with a bad is a قِرَاءَة. This Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is not stingy. There are a few ways of looking at this ayah. He is not stingy in the sense where he is like other fortune tellers who ask for money in order for them to inform you about something. No, he didn't ask about money. At the same time, when it comes to the message of your Lord... Anything that comes to him, he gives it to you. He conveys it to you without wanting any reward. He doesn't hold anything back from you. The other qira'ah with a tha. This means he is not somebody who has been accused of falsehood. And this Quran that he recites to you, this Quran that has come, it is not like those magicians, those fortune tellers who take some words from the devils and they utter them. No, this is something different. This is from the creator, the almighty himself. It's not from any of the Shayatin, Those Shayatin, those devils which are far away from goodness. After explaining this, after explaining how resurrection will occur, after explaining a little bit about the day of Qiyamah and mentioning his two messengers, Allah Jalla wa'ala then addresses the people. He says, After you know about this, you've heard this message, you know he's not mad, you know that this is something which is true, what path will you choose? Where will you go? Which road will you go down? Will you choose that which is correct? Will you follow the messenger or will you reject? And will you disbelieve in his message and the fact that there is resurrection? illa <inaudible> You should know that this Qur'an, this message is just a reminder for everybody. It is a reminder. إِنْ illa lil alamin. لِمَنْ شَاءَ مِنْكُمْ Whoever wishes to follow it and to obey their Lord, then they can do that. They are free to do it. منكم, whoever wants to do it, يستقيم, they can do it. They can believe. However, you should know that this will or this wish will only be in accordance to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided. So we should remember, every single thing Allah jalla wa has created, everything has been created. Allah Jalla knows also who will believe and who will disbelieve. So he is saying that you have a choice, you are able to follow the messenger or you are able to reject it. But you should know at the same time whatever you want to do in life. Sometimes, for example, let's say you want to go to a certain place, you want to go on a journey, you've got your mode of transport ready, you've sorted out everything, even if you are at the airport about to board the flight. If Allah Jalla wa'ala did not decree that and He did not wish, it will not happen. Something happens and you have to come off. So, in the same way, when it comes to guidance, you can try your best and you have a choice to believe. But remember, ultimately, your choice will always fall within the decree of Allah. Jalla wa'ala. From this surah, there are a lot of benefits we can derive. Gems from which we can ponder over and put them into practice in our day to day lives. Look at how Allah reprimanded and punished those who were bad to the children, those who buried their children alive. And this teaches us that this is a grave sin, a major sin. At the same time, those who are good to children try and be good to a youngster because that is the opposite and it is a good deed. Those who are good to others, try your best from now after hearing the surah, knowing that there is a punishment for being bad and evil to children or to youngsters. You should know that on the contrary, being good to them is a good deed. Another important point when pondering over the surah, look at the good deeds that you have done. You have carried out which you would like to see on the day of Qiyamah, where Allah Jalla wa'ala says, Every soul, every person will know the deeds they brought forward because the books will be open and everybody will see their deeds. Another important theme and message that is recurring in all these surahs, not only about death, but also the fact that when it comes to the unseen, when it comes to the hour, the messenger sallallahu did not have knowledge of it. So when it comes to people who claim the unseen, especially in today's world, they do not know anything. Allah is the one who knows the unseen alone. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all goodness and beneficial knowledge. Amin. Wa wa nabina Muhammad wa alihi